We're live. I stumbled through college, and by all respects, I was wandering in a sea of nothingness. I lacked focus, inspiration, and passion. When I left college in 1994, I was fortunate enough to land a temp job that was supposed to last two weeks. On my first day of work, I was trained to enter sales orders into the company's business software. It was my first true experience with technology. I embraced that software package, and within three days, I retrained my trainer. I knew more of the software than he did, and I couldn't help but share my newfound knowledge. I was sneaking into screens and modules that I wasn't supposed to use. I just couldn't help myself. There were over 1,000 programs and 1 million lines of code for me to explore. I was completely captivated by the flow of data and how that data could be used to manufacture products, move goods, and generate revenue. While everyone else in the company hated the software and avoided it like the plague, I embraced it. And with each new program I found, I fell deeper in love. I had discovered technology, and I loved everything about it. I could see software was more than binary code, and I could see technology was a tool that could change the world. The day they gave me the username and the password to that software was the day I realized it was within my control and technology would provide a path to my future. In 2008, I was introduced to WordPress and Joomla. At first glance, I wanted to embrace both packages, but I soon discovered Joomla was no match for WordPress. Before I could realize what was happening, I was following head over heels in love with WordPress. I love the simplistic nature of the admin panel, the plugin options, and the fact that I could actually hack the code of the theme if I really wanted to. WordPress became a lifeline for me. It provided me an avenue to start a, to launch a startup. It gave me the ability to help others, and it gave me a sense of community. For the first time in my life, I didn't feel like an outsider. I felt like I was part of a community that was filled with an unlimited number of people that love technology as much as I did. With each new encounter and each new conference, I found more people to call my friends. With WordPress, I found a safe haven, and I found a place to call home. I'm Rebecca Gill, and the DriveCast starts now. From the bowels of WordPress Nation, it's t t t t you know what time it is. For the DriveCast. Here to talk WordPress news, events, and fizzy pop with community leaders. Ultimately letting smarter people run the show weekly. We bring you your favorite Santana alumnus, Brad Williams and Dre Armada. Sit back, folks, grab something to sip on, and get ready to press on. The Dreadcast starts now. It's the Dreadcast. Dre, we're back. What's up, dude? Wow, man, from... From the bowels of uh, WordPress Nation, man, where all the bottom feeders are, we are the catfish <laughs> of WordPress. From here, when you're at the bottom, you can only go up. That's it. It's us and gypsies, my friend. We've got nothing left. That's, We've been that's trying it. to go up for 81 episodes now. At some point, we'll get off the bottom. But man, this is where I, I like to be down with the bottom feeders. I like scraps. This is, I like. I, like I mean, they don't see it coming. Are we? Are we kind of equivalent to like carnies? Is that like bad? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but hey, I, I'm glad to be here because it's going to be an exciting show. We haven't really had the opportunity to chat as consistently as we like uh, over the last few weeks. A lot of fun stuff going on, um, and a lot of uh, external things maybe pushing the show aside. So uh, for me, this is going to be super fun, uh, and I don't know, man. I feel like we haven't talked talk forever. I know. It's been at least two hours, so I'm getting Two hours. Things. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right, dude. We uh, we definitely got to get into it. We uh, we got an awesome guest, and I'm super excited. 
so let's officially bring her on. Uh, she is the founder and president of Web Savvy Marketing, and I'm sure a good majority of our listeners out there know her very well. Uh, so please welcome Rebecca Gill officially to the show. Rebecca, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. Yes, we're very excited to have you on. I feel like I've seen you at a lot of events, and I think we've talked a few times in passing, but I've never really sat down, I don't think, and really you know, had opportunity to really get, get to know a little bit more about you. So I'm super excited about tonight's show because you mentioned community and being a big part of it, and I know you are. Um, I, I've seen you speak. I've seen you on other podcasts. Not gonna, not, not, you know, not sad about that. It's cool. We finally got you on the Dreadcast. But um, so you're all over the community and you're extremely active, which is great. So it's gonna be a lot of fun, kind of learning about how you got to where you're at. We heard a, a little bit about it pre-show and a little bit in your in your monologue. But we're gonna dive in a little bit more. But before we get into that, I need to know what you guys are sipping on. Hey, what you sipping on? <laughs> Woo! My goodness, what is this? So the last episode that I was on, uh, which a couple weeks ago, I actually drank alcohol. Like, like that doesn't happen regularly anymore. In fact, uh, our, our great uh, buddies uh, over there, Josh uh, Stribble, uh, pointed that out uh, in a spreadsheet uh, over the life of uh, Dradcast. How many times I have or have not consumed alcoholic beverages? I'm going to make it two in a row tonight. Um, for those that don't know, um, I've uh, suffered an injury over the last few weeks, and I will be going into surgery next week, which just kind of delayed uh, my plan, uh, kind of screwed up my plans for uh, for upcoming word camps that I was a part of. Uh, but with that said, I can't train, so I'm going to have a fat tire. I'm having a beer. <laughs> can't Holy train, cow. so might as well train. I'll just awesome. I'll just drink heavily. That's a, my my therapeutic approach beyond jujitsu is to drink heavily. So mm, salute. That tire, great great beer. Rebecca, what do you sip on over there? I have a glass of red wine. For those who know me right. at word camps, this will not come as a surprise. I'm a red wine girl. <laughs> awesome. Ah, very nice. I I love a good wine every now and then. I think I might have I might have drank wine on the show before. I can't remember. Yes, you have. Well, it's it's the summer months, right? We're getting to the summer. We're past Memorial Day, so it's it's unofficially officially summer, right? So I'm getting back on my grub soda, back on the grub soda, oh, yeah. nice light, nice refreshing. Uh, and in terms of drinking, it's probably one of the healthier drinks you can have. So um, a healthy drink, right? It's an oxymoron if I ever heard one, but uh, cheers to a good show. Salut, salut, and uh, what you sipping on? Driven home by a classic, all-time classic with Brad Williams, Grub Soda. Good stuff, man. I'm I'm really excited about the episode, Rebecca. Uh, we don't really know each other. Okay, yes, we do, and I'm excited about having you on the show finally. Uh, we go back a couple couple few years now, and it's always exciting to hang out. We've uh, spent uh, a lot of time at different uh, speaker events. Uh, yeah. A lot of time at different word camps. Um, as speakers, uh, which is exciting, and uh, geez, let's take it back a little bit, because uh, we weren't always around WordPress. How the hell does one get involved with WordPress? Where did this all start for you? For me, I kind of fell into WordPress. Um, I met WordPress and Joomla at the same time. It was a corporate project that we were working on um, at my the company I had, um, and. Joomla was our website, WordPress was our blog. You really liked WordPress more than Joomla, so I started kind of playing around with it. And when the time came for me a year later to exit my job, 
Um, the recession was in full swing. There were no jobs in the state of Michigan whatsoever. And if I needed to bring in income, I was going to have to bring it in myself. And since I was leaving a six-figure job, I needed to bring in income. And I kind of went head first into it. I started with both WordPress and Joomla with a company and then realized that Joomla was just not the route and I ditched it. And I think that was probably one of the smartest things I've done, um, both personal and business, because that kind of set me on a path that, I mean, look at the CMS usage, right? What if I would have stuck with Joomla? I'd be working at McDonald's right now. I really I thought Joomla was going to win it out, you know. i got to be honest. It has so many options. Like, how it could does. it not win? How could it not win with that many options? But nobody could use it. Like, a real <laughs> user was so intimidated by the modules and yeah. everything being just segmented. It, you know, I mean, I worked at an ERP software company, and when the company, besides me, started to use Joomla, everybody was freaking out. And if they were freaking out, you know, they write code, so would the average user, and that was a telltale sign to me that that was not going to be the right route to take. That was a very move. So you said, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was around 2008 time frame? I started using WordPress in 2008 at my old company, and I launched the company in 2009. 2009. So 2009 is r r roughly approximately when you kind of took the took the plunge, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about sacrifices. You mentioned, you know, making six figures and you know kind of walking away from that position to to do you know to kind of go down this path that, that you went down in the, mm -hmm. in the WordPress space how did you come to terms with that I gotta be honest like that's a that's a huge sacrifice and I, I gotta believe that you kind of went back and forth for a while before you came to that decision or was it an, an easy one honestly uh, most people don't know the story but I was so unhappy with my job at the time I put myself in the ER accidentally. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I screwed up my insulin because I was sidetracked with it. I landed in the ER for eight hours for them to stabilize me, and at that point, I was out. When Once we got, you know, we, we got through that, my husband and I were like, no, 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 you're not going back. And I didn't know what I was going to do at that point. I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll start a company because I can't get a job anywhere. There were no jobs available. So, I mean, it wasn't that I had some grandiose plans. I, I call myself the accidental entrepreneur because it was life events that kind of forced me into it, but I'm so glad it did because it really changed my life for the better. Yeah, it's amazing how such a uh, a bad time in our economy and just kind of this, like it was just a depressing time in 2008, 2009, like just everything that could be going wrong in, in the U.S. felt like it was going wrong. Well, and, companies and I'm going in Michigan. Under. There was yeah, Michigan guy hit hard. hard as any other place. You know, one of the worst worst hit places, certainly, yeah. especially with the auto industry presence there. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because with all of that bad stuff that happened, like it, there was this really positive aspect to it that I think we're just starting to realize within the last few years of all of these kind of startups that came out of it. Because, like you yeah. said, there weren't jobs, so the what do you if there's no job, what do you do? Well, you make your job. You make a mm -hmm. job for yourself, and that job ends up maybe growing and then you you bring an employee and so now you just create another job and and, and it kind of you know uh, kind of grows from there so it's really interesting to hear that that's that's exactly what happened in your case as well no question of that I just had a statement but it's a good statement <laughs> um, yeah but it's cool so so you, yeah. so you made the leap right made the leap. you weren't going back um, might even say WordPress saved your life. That's you know. It did. We don't have to go that far, but um, so so you, you you set out to kind of build your own company. Talk us through that. You know, what was the goal? Was the goal just kind of freelance? 
The goal was don't lose the house. Okay. Was the goal. goal. You know, I mean, that was literally the goal. So it was like, you know, you you lost your salary. You don't have your salary anymore. What are you going to do to help bring in money to help pay our mortgage and you know everything else, the food? And that was kind of my husband's approach to it. And you know, I thought, well, I was going to start with SEO because I you know I know SEO really well. I knew nothing about design besides what we had done internally with our company and the hodgepodge websites I had been building, you know, in house. Um, so I started blogging about SEO. I started to get more entrenched in WordPress and learning about it. And then um, the SEO consulting that I was doing would bring in WordPress websites where I would customize themes. And when I say customize, I was hacking code. And I pity anyone who had my original websites because I was literally a code. I mean, I didn't know PHP, but I worked at a software company before. I'm like, I can figure this out. I mean, so I read through some forum posts and started hacking CSS and PHP, and then I realized that my clients kind of deserve better than that, so I started growing a team. But I mean, literally, don't lose the house was my goal. I had no intentions of growing beyond myself. I had no intentions of growing a team and, you know, serving, having a theme store and, and working with universities. None of that was on the horizon. It was just so tomorrow, you know, for the first six months, that's what I just kept thinking, was get through tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, in terms of motivation. That's some pretty good motivation. I would say. <laughs> uh, don't lose the house. There's don't some words the in house. my the, the business plan, right? The business model. Don't lose the house. Um, but I, I think that's very true, and 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 especially in the sense of um, you know starting something with just kind of that that laser focus in the short term goals of don't lose the house. Make sure you can pay the bills, um, and then it kind of you know has grown um, when you started. I'm assuming business picked up. Um, and to your point of kind of understanding where your shortcomings were um, and being up open with yourself about that versus mm -hmm. just trying to hack your way through it um, and wanting to provide a better product for your clients um, to, to, you know, to hire people that could fill those voids um, in, in terms of your skill set. How did that, how did that first hire go? Um, was it part-time? Did you get someone full-time? You know, were you just working in a partnership with another company and then... It was part-time and yeah. I hired someone just to do the coding that I couldn't do and I still was doing all trying to do design and even though I didn't have a graphic design background. Um, and so I was paying somebody $80 an hour which at the time was a lot of money to do the tweaks that I could not do to stock themes. And then an investor approached me and through one of our clients and wanted to invest in the company. And he, and even though we didn't move forward with him, um, you know, we went through kind of a discovery process, and he made it very clear that the business had more potential than I was seeing. And when he met with my husband and I, and we talked about it, and he would just, you know, he would kind of bring out some points. We we're like, this does kind of have some potential. Maybe we do need to not do things stupid anymore, and you know. <laughs> hire some part-time people and get some graphic design in and get some real coding skills in and that's what we started doing and you know we pulled from our 401k and God bless my husband for supporting it because we funded the business you know we were bootstrapped and we literally pulled out so that I could hire some people part-time and we could get moving and, and and that was the route that we took and it was all kind of on a hope and a prayer and a belief that we wanted to do good things and it would work out. You know, it's funny is because everybody on this show uh, has a similar uh, story around starting around the similar time frame. I will say, uh, uh, just as a point, is is 
looking through the due diligence stages of any early uh, stage company investment, um, it can be something that can completely derail the company completely derail progress whether uh, the potential was there or not because you have to focus so much on entertaining all of that yeah. stuff that goes into into that due diligence with the investors. It's really neat to see that you took the positive out of that and and spun it into something uh, that now has become what you have grown all, all by yourself in the true art form of business making, right? Bootstrapping your company from from the from the beginning. So kudos to that. That shows uh, a lot of effort and uh, blood, sweat, and tears uh, to, to get to a state where you can call it successful. Well, and I think that this year is the first year where I don't have the business controlling my life, where I have enough team in place and enough really good people that I can go off for three days and not check my email and you know just know that someone's going to reach out to me in an emergency. So, I mean, that's six years to get to that point. But we've reached it and I'm happy that we've reached it. And I'm Isn't that a great feeling that you know oh you have gosh. a you have a team that you yes. that support you and you trust, right? That's really what it comes down to, that you trust they're gonna yeah. handle they're gonna handle business while you're away. So you can get away and disconnect and, and unplug and, and recharge, you know, because yeah. we all need it. Uh, but yeah, early on in that grind, like you don't have that that no, it takes you don't. while to get there. And everybody thinks being an entrepreneur is so glorious, and they forget that you know when you when you own or you run a company, you're not just worrying about the client; you're worrying about payroll and receivables, and you know the technology and the infrastructure. I mean, there's so many things that you have to worry about, and it's not nearly as glorious as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, but we no. do get to work in our pajamas, so there is that. We do get to work in our pajamas. <laughs> that's true, and I can work anywhere I want across the world, and that's also good. So that is about us. The only problem is we're working our pajamas on Christmas Day, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we can't get away. So, six years in the making. Um, I, I, geez, that's it's an exciting story. Where, in terms of size, if if I may ask, uh, how how big are you guys now? So people are revenue. Or either. Uh, well, people. People, people, people revenue. So, I, you know, you that to yourself. Yep. People, we have three full time and nine part time. So a staff uh, overall of over 10 folks, six years yeah. in the making, and now you get to take vacations and work in your pajamas. That doesn't suck at all. <laughs> no. And I get to like do you know, WordPress events in Cabo. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. that sounds terrible. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now, in, in case I missed it, are you, are you full-time WordPress all the time now, or what, what can people expect if they come talk to Rebecca? We, uh, we've been solely WordPress and SEO consulting since, um, I'd say, 2010. We don't touch anything else. We are, um, I would say, 90% WordPress development and then 10% SEO, you know, standalone SEO, because um, that's just been my, my background, and as much as I try to run from SEO, I still end up doing it. So let me ask you this about SEO, since we're on the topic. Yeah. And I know that's a focus of your, uh, a good focus of the services and, and the content and stuff you do on your site. Is SEO bullshit? You could be honest. No. Nobody's watching. No. Is it bullshit? No. You do it what the right way. You, you can control the search engines, but you, it takes a lot of work, and it takes intelligence, and it takes a plan. How much, because I, 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 I understand that there's good, good parts to SEO, and then I understand there's obviously bad parts to SEO. Yes. And parts I think people maybe focus on too much um, when content really is kind of where they should probably be focusing. What I mean, 
it, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, you put something like a Yoast SEO plugin on a site, you know, you work up your title tags, your meta tags, things like that. How important is, to, is it kind of taking it beyond just a plugin and, and really kind of having a strategy around um, the content that you're writing versus just kind of filling in some of the fields provided by that plugin? Is it, is that something most people should be considering an art or is that more for a select few like where it's a business or whatever it may be that they should be focusing on stuff kind of beyond that? I think that really, really good SEO is an art form. You see it, you understand it, and you know how to optimize. I mean, before I post a blog post that I actually want to have, you know, really rank, there's probably 20 to 30 things I review, and it definitely has a keyword focus. I think for the average user, you can teach them to do about 5 to 10, and they can do a good job if they write good content. But it's definitely more than a, a plug-in, and it's not something everybody can do because they just don't see it. It's like design. You know, there's people who don't see ugly, right? There's certain people who don't see SEO and they just can't do it and you can't expect them to do it. But it definitely makes an impact. That's how we've stayed alive. You know, we've, we, we scored on WordPress website design and, and WordPress design and, you know, terms like that five years ago and that's, that's driven a lot of our business and then I launched the theme store and all of the themes have a focus and they've got, or most of them have an SEO focus so that we're on page one for them. You know, right next to, uh, you know, all the other providers. But a lot of times I'm at the top of page one. That's what kept that that part of the company going, and that brings in custom business for us, too. I, I don't know where we'd be if I didn't know SEO. I'd actually be on the street corner trying to, like, wave down people with signs to, to get them to come buy some websites. Come buy some themes. No, that's <laughs> but they wouldn't be selling for thousands of dollars. They'd be selling for some or something. I don't know. Anything appreciated. That's what I would call organic results. There. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, organic. That's uh, no, that's great. That's I, you know, I kind of had a, a feeling. I, I like I, I, I get you know, I, I get you know, at least uh, the basics. I, I'm certainly no expert on SEO. And I don't pretend to be, but I, I get the basics. And I think a lot of people I see. They feed on things that may be misinformation because there's a lot of bad yeah. information on SEO out there. Uh, I, I will tell you, if you come to me and you say, I need some link bait or some link juice, if those words come out of your mouth, <laughs> I don't care if you've got a $50,000 budget for SEO alone, we are not talking. <laughs> really rough conversation with you, and it's going to be a come to Jesus conversation, and if you don't come to my way of thinking, we will be done quickly because, like you said, there's a lot of bad information out there, and there's a lot of there were, people will read a blog post that's 10 years old and think it's still valid. Yeah. And want to do it and not realizing that it can get booted off of Google quickly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's there's something really creepy around the phrase link juice. Just oh. saying. <laughs> Need some light juice to synergize my organic results, please. So we can monetize this investment, my friend. So you mentioned the theme store, and I think that's interesting. I'd like to touch on a little bit. So you sell you sell premium themes on your site, yep. and I'm always very intrigued by service-based businesses that also sell products. Okay. It's very um, it's tough. It's tough. It is. Uh, how have you managed that? You know. It, or how do you manage it? You know, between you know providing the the service and and building sites and, and doing SEO for your clients, and also having time to not only build out products but support those products that you're selling. You know, for us, so we sell the stock themes, which sell for like forty nine ninety five or fifty nine ninety five, and then we'll sell custom design projects and WordPress development that can go up to ninety thousand dollars, right? So that's a huge spectrum to try to fit within. 
our challenge isn't necessarily the execution, it's the marketing. Because those are such different sides of the spectrum and it's Good such point. different sides of who you're targeting and the, the verbiage that you're going to use to sell into those two environments, that's the bigger challenge. I have, you know, I've segmented off people and into into supporting, you know, themes versus the cust the custom builds and advanced technology. So that part is easy and we're really structured in Basecamp, which is has helped as well. Um, but it's the marketing. Like for example, I had to take the phone number off of our website because I would have people from overseas who'd want to call up and talk to me for an hour about a $49 theme when <laughs> I charge $200 an hour for SEO consulting. I can't do that. You know, I just I can't allocate that time for $50 theme, so I had to take the phone number off. You know, that's a problem. <laughs> but you know, you just try to manage it the best you can so you don't kill either side of the business. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really great point. I think um, a lot of people probably don't think about is you're right the marketing message mm -hmm. around your site and how do you market for services on one one side of your site and then selling products for a much cheaper rate on the other side. Personas, visitor pass. You stick them into visitor pass and you try to you know route them over to there. And then so, how many people sat you know when you come back with a, a five figure. Estimate and they say, well, your this theme only costs fifty bucks. Like, what are you charging me for? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and I say, sure, you know, take the theme and go. You can buy one of mine and you know have fun. But I think they, they get it. The, the interesting thing of of the two sides of the business is that theme buyers for fifty dollars are much more demanding mm -hmm. than someone who's going to spend ninety thousand dollars on a project. Yeah. It's just the way of the, of the business, and it's very it's comical when you deal with both sides yeah. and those personality types. And you know, you're someone's ranting at you an email about a theme purchase which they've installed wrong or something, and you know they don't <laughs> know it. Where the the marketing department that we were doing a, a larger build with totally gets technology, and we're like, you know, just you're marching along along at a good pace together. Yeah, that's uh, I, I know at web dev. That's something we learned um, kind of as we as we grew. Because when we started doing sites, you know, we were in the, like the two thousand dollar project range. You know, very early on when there was yeah. like one and a half of us, um, and, and you know, as we are growing and kind of starting to get into that five figure range, we quickly realized that exact point of uh, the fact. Uh, sorry, I got a little echo going on here. The fact that um, you know someone who spent two thousand dollars on a site is way more work than someone who spent fifty or twenty-five thousand, yeah. or whatever it may be, because it's you know it's that two thousand or that fifty bucks came out of their savings account. You yeah. know that's their personal money versus a you know a, some finance department cutting you a check for fifty grand. It's you know it's their it's their company's money. It's not yeah. coming out of their pockets. So um, yeah, that's a great point and something that if if you're not in this business and you're listening and, you're, and you start to get into it. Um, you'll learn very quickly that those smaller budgets, uh, people, and, and I don't fault them, they're going to be very passionate about it um, and really on top of it because it is coming directly out of their savings account. And they are going to be, imagine if you spent $2,000 on something or even 50 bucks, you want to make sure you're getting what you what you paid mm -hmm. for. So, um, certainly, certainly a lot of challenges there. But overall, how is the premium theme business going? I know, um, you know there's a lot of options out there, a lot. Sure. Um, have you seen? You know, is it is it going well for you? Are you? Is it still a good good side of your business? Good. So for us, we sell the premium themes, which also leads into installation. And I have you know pricing on our website and packages for people to hire us to actually install and customize and things like that. It leads to SEO business, 
you know, where people will pay me to come in and consult. So it, so it's not just a theme sale. So for us, um, it is, yeah, it's kind of a gateway to other services. Um, the, the negative part of it is if we're really busy with custom builds, you know, and development, the theme store sits there and I don't have time to develop new themes. I mean, I have a couple of designs waiting to get finished and pushed out to the theme store, but we're so busy with custom builds, we just haven't had time to do it. Um, you know, so for that, that's the challenge for us. But I mean, if you know SEO and you can optimize your products, you can sell premium themes. If you don't know SEO and you're just trying to hawk it on social media, you've got a challenge because you're going to go against Envato and you know all of the other bigger firms and it's difficult to sell into those. Yeah, well you have some very, uh, very, very nice looking themes on your site and quite a selection too. Um, you have a good amount already. So Yeah, some uh, of them probably need to be retired. They're a little bit old. They're <laughs> like three years old. Yeah, no, it looks very good. So if you're uh, if you're in the theme market, definitely check out Web Savvy Marketing. Uh, they have a store over there slash store. Um, or for, uh, you know, some more premium services around SEO or, or maybe uh, some premium uh, custom WordPress development. Uh, definitely check them out. Great group of people over there. So, Dre, my man, is it time to move on? Fine, sir. What's going on? I think it's time to get in this week's pressing topics. Let's do it. I think it would help if I unmuted my soundboard. Cold game. There it is. Word. Topics of the week. We're nothing if not professionals on this show. They'll never forget it. Oh, God, the most unprofessional professional podcast in the history of WordPress. Yes, we are. And I quote, I am very happy to announce that the first release of WordPress is now available for download. A full changelog is available. Uh, but here's a brief overview, including texturize. So good, it'll make your quotes curl. Ooh. WordPress links a link manager with everything you'd expect. XHTML 1.1. A new admin interface. We've made it simple, as simple as possible. And no, uh, oh man, this is just terrible. Manual excerpts and new default themes. Again, we've streamlined these with the latest and simple, easy to understand standard XHTML and CSS, and not a CSS hacking site. Folks, you're listening into a post that Matt Mullenweb put out on WordPress.org on May 27th of 2003, 12 years ago. The original release to WordPress, our beloved platform. It's 12 years old today. Congratulations to everybody that's been involved, submitted a patch, hosted a, a WordCamp, uh, worked on documentation, spoken at an event. Uh, it surely has changed uh, the way that we view uh, public, uh, publicizing content online, uh, the way that we interact together. It's more than a platform. It's a way of life. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm proud to be here on a WordPress podcast with the two of you. Congratulations again to all involved. Happy birthday, WordPress. Uh, here's to 12 more. Crazy, crazy awesome. 12 years. Was, we, were, we were talking pre-show that it, it seems like just the other day we were doing the 10, uh, 10, 10 year anniversary of WordPress. So, time flies, man. That was two years ago. <laughs> yep, yep. We were uh, already doing uh, Dradcast uh, beyond WP late night. So that's uh, man, it's been a while. But very cool. Uh, we will see where the next uh, next 12 bring, man. Um, I know that uh, when this all first started 12 years ago, there wasn't anything considered a, a theme shop. There was templates. Um, I know I created my first one in 2004, a year after the release or so, a year and a half or so. It was the end of the year. Um, 
within a couple of years after that, as the, as the platform started maturing, you started to see uh, shops that were putting out uh, plugins, that were putting out themes. Um, you know, there was uh, back early days of the crowd favorite stuff going on, right? You had, um, uh, geez, just the old timers that you still see around today. Um, but today, I mean, you have, uh, even in the last week, you've got uh, Woo Themes, who, uh, who originally kind of, I, I think, influenced the direction that theming went as a whole, uh, really made uh, some strides to change uh, the game as, as it, you know, pertained to, to themes. Uh, in the last couple of years, launched WP Commerce, which just went completely bananas and has dominated the e-commerce space as a whole. Space as a whole. You gotta get your commerce. Back. What did I call it? WP e-commerce. Uh, did I say WP? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> WooCommerce for sure. Um, so we announced, uh, or we it was announced this last week by Matt, uh, CEO of Automatic, uh, co-founder of WordPress, that they had acquired, uh, that Automatic had acquired Woo WooCommerce and Woo Themes. Uh, that's a huge, huge uh, change in our industry and in our world, um, and uh, certainly I think it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna influence a lot of uh, upcoming changes for a lot of people. Um, a thirty million dollar or so purchase is what people are talking about. It's an interesting valuation, uh, especially for a company uh, that's specific to uh, WordPress. It's so niche uh, that um, I find it very interesting and unique how they would evaluate it at that number. It's a whole lot of tacos, like we said uh, pre-show. What is your guys' take on the overall uh, purchase and what how this influences uh, service companies, products in the WordPress space, um, and how how we move forward, how we forge forward in the community in general? Well, where do we start, right? I mean, it's like it affects a lot. There's a lot of different like topics here underneath underneath this whole idea of automatic buying uh, Woo theme. So I think the biggest one and the most obvious is the commerce side of it, right, with mm -hmm. WooCommerce. So um, it's, I don't think it's any secret that WordPress.com would like a uh, integrated commerce platform. Um, I think that's probably the biggest uh, biggest reason that we saw this acquisition happen. I, don't, I, I think most people would probably agree with that. It, it, it really, I guess the area I'm curious about is kind of where, where the rest of it goes. Where does the theme side of the business go? Where do... Um, all the Woo Ninjas, um, are they all going to make the transition? You know, I think a lot of it's uh, yet to be seen, but um, it's very, very interesting because I feel like this is this is kind of a, a bit of a game changer in the WordPress space. This is uh, one of the bigger announcements we've seen in the last few years. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Rebecca? Uh, so I think a couple of things. You know, Woo Themes was very focused on WooCommerce. We use WooCommerce a lot with with clients. Uh, you know, the, the, you can tell it's been their focus more than themes lately. So, you know, my first thought is, gee, what is Automatic going to do with WooCommerce? You know, how is it going to change business for us? But then my other concern is, you know, people jump into WordPress thinking it's so easy, right? They get on WordPress.com. If WooCommerce is available through WordPress.com, how is that going to be for the average user who doesn't even, you know, it's just blogging's new to them, technology's new to them. You know, in a lot of cases, so here's a classic example. You you get a lead in, you get a prospect in for e-commerce. You start talking to them about their requirements. You ask them about taxation and shipping and shipping charges and, you know, how are they going to configure their products and, you know, do they have coupons? Are they complimentary products? They don't know answers to any of that, right? A lot of them don't. So now take out the developer who asked those questions, 
give them the ability potentially to have it right on you know WordPress.com. How frustrated are they going to be? You know, it's going to be hard for automatic if they if they make the move to bring it into WordPress.com to make it user friendly enough so that the average Joe can just jump in and go. And you know, because I don't want people to get frustrated and think that WordPress is just like the New York. I think it was the was it the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times recently had an article about don't use WordPress because it's too difficult to use. Go use Wix to create a website about your blog. Well, that was a bunch of crap, and I commented on it because WordPress isn't difficult. WordPress just has a lot of options, and you can't expect to have something with this much capabilities, you know, allow you to set up a website in 15 minutes. It's not going to happen. You know, so I think that there's there's um, there's communication issues. People have the wrong impression of it in a lot of cases, and I hope that this acquisition doesn't make that worse. I'd like it to be the other, where WooCommerce gets a lot more structure and we have a lot more productivity and enhancements to it for people like us who are using it all the time. Yeah, that's a great point. How much great. of that? Is... Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead. No, you no, go. You got it, big guy. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> now don't fight over me. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, hey, how you doing? Oh yeah, no, I was gonna say that's a good point because around the UI of things, I mean, yeah, even yeah. A, a default install of WooCommerce um, isn't the most intuitive. It's certainly not intuitive no. uh, as like a, a default install of WordPress and creating a blog post. Or um, even like iTunes Exchange, it kind of walks you through the process yeah. and has limited options, and then you have to add on. Ooh, you've got a yep. lot of options to begin with. Right out, the, like, right out of the gate. Ooh, what is this? Yeah. What's yeah. a physical product versus digital? You know, there's just like all sorts of options right out of the gate. Um, yeah. I would totally agree with that. And I, I think one one area we're going to see a, a big, um, uh, a really positive side of this from Automatic is Automatic has a lot of funding. Uh, they have a lot of money uh, behind them, which means they can put a lot of resources as yeah. many as needed towards this. Right where I think Woo themes um, prior to the acquisition, um, I, we, I think we all know they did very very well, but I don't think they had funding, at least not to my knowledge or nothing I've read. So I think a lot of it was kind of, you know, organically as the as the business side of that grew, um, they had reinvest a lot of that back in mm -hmm. and grow it. So I think it's just kind of maybe make that. Hopefully, we'll see a lot more resources on it to make that portion of it grow. Now the question is, is does that roll back to the to the the plugin side? Is it going to be custom to .com? Because we see see that a lot where things on .com aren't necessarily what the public facing side of of that particular product is. Um, you know, because .com is Quite a bit different from standard yeah. WordPress. So, uh, yeah, on the commerce side, I, another interesting and probably very geeky and technical point is uh, WooCommerce makes custom tables in the database. A big sticking point around getting specific features and uh, plugins, well-known plugins available on .com, things like BuddyPress, has been creating custom tables. It's a big no-no on, on the .com server infrastructure. If you work on WordPress VIP hosting, you know that as well. Custom tables, not going to happen. Uh, well, WooCommerce makes custom tables. So I'm curious to see how they implement that, if it's going to um, go right into the existing stack or if it's going to be some kind of a subdomain setup. I don't know, like so they can host it somewhere else. I'm not really sure, but the geeky side of me is really curious about that because I've always wanted to see BuddyPress available on .com and for VIP sites, and it is completely not available because of the custom table issue. So hopefully, maybe this will open the door to kind of figuring out a solution for that so mm -hmm. that other cool products like BuddyPress could at one point um, in the future end up on WordPress.com. I think that would be really cool to see. What about the theme side of it? Um, so they started with themes. 
um, talking to the Wu guys at Pressnomics a couple years ago, and it may have been like two or three years at one of the social events. You know, they were really honest in the fact that they. down um, WooCommerce and themes were great but that's not where they were making their money and that's not where they were putting their development so I can and, and we've seen that I mean how many theme launches has WooThemes done versus all of the enhancements and, and the extensions that we've seen in WooCommerce you know I mean I, I don't ever well I, we have our own theme store but I mean I, I I use a lot of WooCommerce you know, so and I imagine that the population of WordPress right now, if you were to look at current sales, is very heavily focused on WooCommerce over WooThemes. Yeah, and uh, I would agree with that. You, you know, they haven't innovated much there. Although, you know, a lot of the bigger theme shops, quite frankly, haven't done. Oh my gosh, these miraculous no, things! No, it's saturated. Um, it's saturated. Yeah, it's certainly saturated. It's saturated. You know. Uh, responsive was that that huge big trend. Everybody kind of shifted to that, and I haven't seen. Much of what a couple parallax effects. Hello. There we go. Brad's back. <laughs> oh, Google Hangout. Uh, I hate you and I love you at the same time. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I think we lost for a little bit. And he was saying something just wonderful, although we yep. couldn't hear it, but that's okay. It had to be the best thing Dre has ever I said. Um, and that's and probably had some why good we comments. Yeah, I mean, that one point I want to make around the theme conversation is um, Woo Themes, and I believe they're still like this. I, To be perfectly honest, I haven't used a Woo Theme in a while, probably at a year. Uh, but they have kind of their own dashboard, their own you know dashboard for settings, which has a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I think we all know for, for sure that for that to ever get over to .com, they would have to, they'd have to port that over to, like, the customizer or uh, do something with that because that just wouldn't port over. You know, mm -hmm. it wouldn't work. So there, there would be a lot of work that would have to happen, I think, to get those themes over. Um, but I, I think you're right. I don't think that's the focus here. It's kind of like, eh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just kill them all off or, or just release them for free and say, here you go, you can have them. Yeah, you know, I, I, think the, I think the functionality is good to speculate on and it's fun to speculate on. I think the money value of what people have estimated at is also fun um, because it really shows a shift in WordPress and it shows that we're growing up. Yeah. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of acquisitions. Every time we see an acquisition or merger, I cheer. Just because it's just the, the nature of, of WordPress maturing and our industry kind of, you know, just moving forward. And I think that that's fun to see. And it's fun to see people collaborate because that is what WordPress is about. Um, you know, whether, you know, we collaborate without even being partners. We just, you know, I mean, like my direct competitor, Carrie Dills, has done work for us. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty of WordPress, and to see people take it further with partnerships and acquisitions and mergers, I think that's fun. And that was just a great ex the Woo acquisition is a great example of that. And yeah. just to see how we're moving forward. Yeah, the point about growing up. I mean, yeah, you're, you're 
where the the rumor is it was around thirty million in in cash and stocks. Um, even if that's close, that's pretty awesome. Just for that's a celebration. Space. Yeah, that's awesome because we are growing up. When the companies around WordPress are being sold for multiple millions, yep. up into thirty million, that's that's awesome for all of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, someone can come pay us thirty million. I mean, really, we don't need thirty. We'll take ten, maybe five, even. <laughs> I mean, I can go cheap. That's that's great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, if they got it, bring it. Right, we'll take it. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's it's cool to see. Definitely, uh, definitely happy for everybody over at Woo. Um, exciting times. Uh, I'm really excited to to catch up with them. I'll get to see Joel from Woo at WordCamp Philly here in a few weeks. Um, so it'll be really fun to kind of get some in, insider uh, perspective and just see how things are going. I, I would imagine the whole team is. Uh, is 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 very uh, pumped and excited for what yeah. the future holds. So it's got to be really fun to watch Woo themes or Woo Commerce, whatever they're going to call themselves, um, over the next year and see how this progresses. I, and I think it'll be fairly quickly too. So I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, yeah, Google Hangouts is being uh, being crappy again this week. Uh, it was working good, and then Dre can't hear us. We can't hear Dre. He made me mad, and so I just muted him. I mean. Dre's I took just, controls. I took it into my if own you power. Can, if you can silence the mouth that is Dre Armada, then that's, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Well, I'm not easily silenced either, so, I mean, I, it's, you know. And since Dre can't talk back right house. now, we can just keep talking trash about him. <laughs> All right, where else we got here? So we talked about some Woo themes. We talked WordPress. There's this other topic that I think is interesting around the theme reviews. Uh, and I don't know if you got if you've been following this, Rebecca, the topic of the theme review team on WordPress.org. Do you have any themes on WordPress.org? Any free themes available? You know what? We don't because I just kind of look at them like I'm a for-profit company. I want to <laughs> get as much money as I can, so I'm going to sell them premium. I mean, and also we're Genesis, so when you buy a theme, we usually sell into people who are not using Genesis themes. So we also get the affiliate revenue for when they buy the Genesis framework. So that's you know that's been our focus, and we've really yeah. stayed clear away of giving things away from free. Because um, I like it comes back to my earlier conversation of people expecting a really uh, an excessive amount of support and you know pre-sales and things like that when they're not paying for it. I think that just is it'll increase it even more. So sadly, we've not gone that route. Yeah, no, and I I think that's you know. I, I, I get it. I think most people get it. Like you know, if you're in the if you're in this for uh, a business, it's tough to kind of release things for free, um, unless it's some kind of an upgrade path or something. But uh, so if you've been following this, and maybe if you haven't, there's uh, any theme that's available on WordPress.org, uh, which is free, freely available, has to go through a theme review um, by the theme review team. So they essentially make sure that this theme is coded to the standards of WordPress, and you're doing things the right way, and you're not you know, putting code, malicious code or spammy code or anything like that within your theme so that you can kind of trust um, all themes on WordPress.org, right? That is the idea. Yep. And, and overall, I think it's worked very well. WordPress.org, the themes were all over the place a few years ago prior to this, this theme team existing. Um, now it's much cleaner. It's much safer. You kind of know what you're getting into. Um, one of the challenges is some of the kind of harder stances they've been taking lately. And, and one we talked about on the, on the last show um, around uh, theme options. So they are going to start enforcing that theme options. Any options within your theme um, have to be moved to the WordPress customizer rather than what most themes do, which they have a, a theme options 
um, section in the dashboard that you would go to to set options, things like you know maybe a custom RSS feed or, yeah. or whatever it may be. Um, now you have to do it in the customizer. So that's that was a pretty pretty heated change because that can be some serious code rewrites for people. Not only moving it to the customizer, but making sure that anyone that updates their theme um, that had the old settings in place, it migrates those settings appropriately. So you don't want a bad experience when somebody updates. Um, well, it sounds like they're cracking down even further um, and now uh, basically really taking a hard stance against themes that create content. Um, and what I mean by that is a good example, there's an article on uh, WPTavern.com um, a theme that might say, you know, fill in your bio in this in this text field as a setting, and then your bio, your little company bio or description will show up in the header or in the footer of the site. The 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 downside to allowing themes to do that is if someone were to switch a theme, that content is now gone, right? It's lost because it was held within the theme, um, stored by the theme, used by the theme. And if you switch themes, it no longer, you know, the next theme's not going to know what it's even there, what to do with it. Um, so I guess there's been some kind of back and forth on this in terms of the, the, the official policy and what the theme review teams wants, but now they're officially aggressively kind of cracking down the no content creation. And I guess there are a lot of themes currently in the WordPress.org repository that do this. Things like register custom post types um, or maybe um, have custom widgets or anything that would potentially be lost if a user switches themes. Um, kind of geeky if you don't if you're not that much into kind of themes and how they work. But um, as someone who understands it, even though I don't build themes, I gotta imagine this is um, this is a, probably a tough blow to people who have free themes and they're kind of being forced like, hey, you got to make these updates or we're taking your theme down. Um, and it seems like they're 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 being pretty aggressive about it. What do you, what do you think? So, you think so this is a good call or no? Well, let me say this. So we have like over 35 themes, right? Stock themes in our store. When something happens, and we use Soliloquy in a lot of our themes, so say Thomas goes and changes Soliloquy and it's not perfectly backwards compatible. What do I have to do? I have to go through and roll out changes across 35 themes and then get those all updated and update forum information, you know, for instructions and things like that and answer a billion user questions. It is extremely time consuming, right? So now, assume you're doing that for free and you've got a theme on WordPress.org and they've changed a bunch of rules, and now you have to go and redo the code and answer support questions in the forum. I mean, you got to really love WordPress to be able to want to do all that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do love WordPress, and God bless them. I, you know, thank you for being those people. Um, but it's, it's a lot of work, you know. And I know that I, I, every time anything happens that we need to change themes, where I'm like, man, do I really want to do this theme store? Because the bigger we grow, the more support and the more updates we have to manage, and, and the more cost I have to incur. So. I can't even imagine people trying to adhere to all these different coding changes when they're putting stuff out there yeah. for free. Yeah, exactly. I, I, unfortunately, I think it's the users that go that are going to really uh, be affected the most because, I, 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 to your point, I think a lot of these themes, not all of them, but I think some of them, they'll just be like, you know what, forget it. <laughs> like, just well, take it out. I'm done. You know? And you know what? And and I was on uh, um, I was on a a training session with a client today with GoToMedia and I went to go from the live site over to the dashboard and I used the drop down. I went to go something that forced me, I wanted to go to widgets, it forced me into another area of WordPress that's now part of the new WordPress, which it, it flustered me because I don't like it. You know, I want to go to the widgets that I know and that I love and that's I think is easy for people to use. And I think that if you're going to start forcing things, 
you know, that is great for, for masses. I think that you lose some of the personality that WordPress offers and some of the things that makes WordPress great. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and I think uh, it's it's a hot topic. Um, there's a great post on the UP Tavern. There's a lot of comments. There's been a lot of um, a, a lot of going back and forth on Twitter. Um, and the theme review team has has um, meetings, so um, I believe you can the public can attend them. So if you want to get involved in the the conversation, there's also tickets on track that talk about it. They have a link to that in the post. We'll we'll put this. It's in the show notes, um, so you can get involved there too. So if you have a strong feeling one way or the other, definitely get involved. Voice your opinion. Um, I, I I really hope it's uh, oh, maybe that's Dre. Is he calling it? No, sorry. <laughs> I'm back. I got to silence my oh, phone. I heard him. I heard Dre. Maybe that was Dre. He was for a second. Heidi ho! Hey. I was just gonna play a bunch of sound effects. Well, I, you know what? Let me do this. Let's go ahead, Brad, and uh, move us into this week's bar tricks. Let me show you a bar trick. Dad. Uh. I have no idea what happened or what not happened and stuff, but we're back. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick this off to get it out of the way because I've got a, uh, a really cool um, uh, kind of bridge to a Microsoft product named OneNote. Um, OneNote is a way for you to um, take notes and uh, across all of your, um, all of your devices, right? Uh, it, it's, it's real time. Everything's interconnected. You've got your notes. You can have them on any of the devices that you uh, want to use. Now, they've uh, they've started out uh, uh, bringing in partners to be able to bridge this this new technology that Microsoft has created um, uh, to to different platforms out there. There is now WordPress is officially uh, uh, creating a plugin, or there is a WordPress plugin that's been officially created for the OneNote uh, capabilities and technology. So you can now. Uh, interconnect all your notes into uh, into WordPress, and I think it's pretty slick. Um, you head over to WordPress.org, the plugin repository, and look for OneNote-Publisher, and it will give you that connectivity. So you can now have notes across WordPress and all your platform, or all your um, all your devices. There you go. You got it. Bradford. Great. Sorry, I'm just reading about my bar trick. So I got a cool bar trick. It is, uh, it's a, a nonprofit that uh, we're actively involved with at Web Dev Studio. It's called Happy Joe. So check out happyjoe.org. Uh, the con concept's pr pretty straightforward. It's a, it's essentially all about the veterans, right? So the idea is to help uh, help veterans um, find find work, especially in the tech place, and 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 train them. Uh, Give them the skills they need to do things in the WordPress space, whether it be to start a business, whether whether it be to build themes, build plugins, uh, a marketplace, whatever it may be. Um, there is live training they call them boot camps. So if you're a veteran, you can go back to boot camp. I'm sure you love that idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would, uh, but it's it's a pretty cool idea. We want to get behind this at Web Dev Studios. There's a lot of other companies supporting it as well. Um, it's 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 near and dear to our hearts, straight, You know. Trey was in the military. I was in the military. Brian Messelinger, uh, my partner, other partner over at WebDev, was also in the military. So um, it's important to us. We understand the struggles with trying to find a job when you get out of the military. It can be a challenge. So um, they're setting up some live boot camps in cities all over the U.S. There's going to be some amazing instructors, including Dre. Um, 
including Lisa Sable Wilson, including uh, you mentioned Carrie Dills. She also will be doing some of these live events um, and a few others. Uh, I mean, so these are. I mean, this isn't just you know. Uh, well, maybe other than Dre, we're not talking bottom of the barrel here. This is like high quality. I mean, you're getting trained by the best of the best, which is pretty amazing. So, um, you know, the they're they're looking for active duty members. They're looking for veterans. Uh, they're looking for military spouses, caregivers, um, and they'll even allow service dogs, which is cool. So, uh, definitely check it out. Happyjoe.org. They have some dates listed, some cities. Starting in July, I mean, they're going to be out west. Uh, they're going to be out east. They're going to be in the in the south. They're going to be all over. So it's a really really cool event. If you're a veteran, if you know anybody that is, and they're interested in getting in the WordPress space, send them to HappyJoe.org, and they will hook them up. Oh yeah, that is my bar trick, Rebecca. What is your bar trick? I don't have any bar tricks. My only one would be drinking heavily and not getting a hangover. <laughs> and I would love to know that trick. So if <laughs> if there is something I, would, I could do, yeah, but it's a whole lot of water. I, that's, I, that's the trick. Always a whole I, lot of water. I need to learn this. A lot of water. You gotta. You gotta alternate. Well, right? alternate. Oh no! No, don't alternate. That's just no, 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 no. It's a lot of water at the end of the night. Just a lot of water at the end of the night. Uh, okay, you heard it here. Don't you dare alternate water. No, that takes the fun away. <laughs> That's great. We're gonna have to try this at an upcoming event. Uh, that uh, that definitely needs to put uh, be put into action, uh, folks. Uh, we've got WordCamp Miami and Buddy Camp coming up this weekend. I uh, hope uh, I'm excited. They always put on a good event. I I, I was there last year. I had the opportunity to speak. It was one of my favorite events of the year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you're going, I think they're sold out at this point. Uh, but if you're going, make sure to take good notes, uh, a lot of tweets, and uh, get as much uh, uh, info out uh, for all of us to check it out. Uh, for those that aren't going, uh, WordCamp Boards County coming up June 6th to the 7th. I was supposed to be speaking there, unfortunately. Uh, with surgery coming up next week, I had to bow out. So sorry to all my peoples. Uh, that's uh, I'm from Anaheim originally, so certainly a camp uh, I enjoy going to just as much uh, as I do WordCamp Philly, which is coming up June 13th through the oh, 14th. Yeah. Uh, was supposed to be there as well, and won't be attending this year uh, again, unfortunately. Oh. Jam packed month though. Uh, that the month is rounded off with uh, WordCamp Europe. The 26th through the 28th. That would have been a fun one. We'll have to do that one again next year, Bradford. It was fun uh, in 2013, man. Uh, had a good time there. Oh, yeah. Miss Rebecca, always, always, always a pleasure. It was awesome chatting with you, even though uh, my microphone decided to die for, for about 15 <laughs> minutes there. Um, what's the best best way for people to get a hold of you? I am on Twitter, at Rebecca Gill. Hang me there. At, at Rebecca Gill. Easy yep. peasy lemon squeezy. Easy peasy. Thanks again, Bradford. Where can we find you, big guy? Yes, sir. Twitter, Williams B A. And I'm Adri Maida for the Rad and Drad. I'm the Doctor. Thanks for joining us on episode 081 with Rebecca Gill, baby. We're out. Deuces. Booyah! There you have it, folks, the latest edition of the Dradcast. If you dig the show, make sure you pass it on. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to older episodes, visit the Dradcast website at dradcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dradcast on Twitter, and we thank you for tuning in. Join Dre and Brad plus some new guest hosts next week. Yes!
on another episode of the Dreadcast. Dread.